it's really different if we immerse them into active engagement play rather than actually manood ka, may visual ko ko melon. Parents would come to us na, teacher, hindi kasi siya nakaka-wait sa school, may problems kami in school. So, dun yun actually nagsistart. And a lot of different problems ay pwede rin magmula dahil sa excessive gadget use. So, Welcome to Play Pals, the podcast. I am Teacher Jai. And I'm Teacher Ina. And today, ang pag-uusapan natin ay play. Pag-uusapan din natin yung impact ng gadget use sa mga bata today. So, Teacher Ina, ikaw ba? Ano bang pumapasok sa sa isip mo kapag sinabi natin play and gadget use? Ayan. Uh, today kasi, di ba... Um, Digital age, so yung mga kids, mas madalas ay gumagamit sila ng mga gadgets such as tablet or kaya cellphone, TV or computer. Um, na noon, noong panahon natin, hindi pa yun nauuso or mas madalas ang ginagawa natin is yung traditional na play. And yun yung mga pag-uusapan natin today. And the title of our uh, podcast is the impact of screen time in children and the importance of play in the digital age. Okay, very timely talaga yung topic natin ngayon, no, Teacher Ina. I'm sure maraming makaka-relate na, na parents and kahit mga teachers and other therapists sa ating episode for today. So, ayan, meron tayong guest speaker. Alam mo, very excited na ako sa ating episode for today kasi uh, very good friend natin ang ating guest. Introduce natin siya before we start with our um, interview. She is a graduate of University of Santo Tomas from College of Rehabilitation Science with a bachelor's degree in occupational therapy. She is also a registered occupational therapist of the Republic of the Philippines since 2016. And she is a certified developmental play practitioner. Uh, let me introduce to you our guest speaker for today, Teacher Ali. Hi, Teacher Ali. Hi, Teacher Ali. Hi, Teacher Jai and Teacher Ina. Thank you for inviting me today. Okay, ayan. So, Teacher Ali, ikaw pala'y isang Certified Developmental Day Practitioner. So, can you tell us more about this CDPP and ano ba yung ginagawa mo as a Developmental Play Practitioner? Alright. So, as OTs, syempre, gusto ko rin i-share yung um, training na that, that I had, uh, I think, 2017 when I started um, with this license. So, to share uh, my experience, yes, I am a certified developmental play practitioner. So, um, yung, yung course na ginawa ko, it's actually a three-level course. So, every year, you attend one level. Para ma-certify ka as a certified developmental play practitioner. So anyone can be a CDPP. Um, I've had uh, sessions with parents, with sped teachers, speech pathologists. So anyone can be trained as one. Pero yun yah, kailangan mag-undergo ka ng training for you to be a certified play practitioner. So baby model palang siya. It started 2016. And um, usually, ang pagtinatanong ako, ano nga ba yung CDPP? Ano, ano siya? Para saan siya? So, um, in a summary or in a gist, I would actually explain it to the parents or to the people that I work with that it's a model na nagsistart siya sa play skills ng kids. So, very timely, I think, dun sa topic nyo today na um, what we try to do in developmental play is 
uh, yung awareness ng child, binibuild namin siya. So from um, low skills or poor awareness, we really use play-based therapy materials or play-based um, activities para mahon natin yung skills nila to be engaged, to be aware, and then eventually to build on higher level skills, which is kailangan niya in school, in other areas of occupation, yun niya. eventually makipag-socialize sa ibang tao. So, um, yun yung more on building the soft skills or the prerequisite skills, pero using play pa rin. Kasi yun nga, it's the primary occupation of children. So, yun yung means of us to uh, para palabasin yung skills na delayed sila or kulang sa kanila. So, yun. In a nutshell, parang ganun siya. Okay. That being said, no, Teacher Ali, ako personally, gusto ko marinig, how would you actually define play? And sa tingin mo, bakit siya importante? Bakit importante na naglalaro ang isang bata? So, play kasi for me, siguro personally, um, I, I think na doon kasi nagsastart lahat eh. Like kapag pinanganak yung child, di naman siya automatic, mag-ABC siya, mag-numbers siya, di ba? It's more of... Um, learning the environment, seeing everything na nakikita mo or na na nahahawakan mo, and then exploring it. So just like kapag babies, di ba? Natututo tayong mat, um, makakuha ng skills na lalaroin natin siya, hahawakan natin siya. Hindi naman siya immediately, ay pag hinawakan ko to, color red to. So it's more of exploring the environment and parang you get to know your body and then you get to know the environment around you. Parang doon kasi nabibuild yung yung engagement or awareness. So I think play for me is something innate doon sa child. Hindi mo siya kailangan um hindi, hindi kailangan ng ng anything sa kanya eh. Parang muscle memory siya. Pero sometimes kasi nakakalimutan yun ng parents kasi um excited sila na makabasa, makalearn ng ng bagong concepts or skills pero kasi play is something spontaneous it's something unplanned um, it's something na parang meaningful for the child na tipong nakita ko tong toy na to or nakita ko tong item na to lalaroin ko siya it's something that gives you motivation to do something else so siguro yun yun yung pinaka parang summary for me ng play mm, okay ayun um, kaya nga din siguro tinawag na yung play ay primary occupation ng mga bata. And I agree with you dun sa uh, description or definition din na yon na nabanggit mo kanina. And yun nga, uh, speaking of play and yung children, paano mo naman compare Teacher Ali, yung play during your childhood with this generation's idea of playing? Sobrang ibang-iba. Kasi nung age ko, wow, malalaman na yung age ko. <laughs> Pero yung yung time na, syempre, I got to go out and play. Wala pang COVID noon of course. Wala pa yung technology. Wala pa masyadong um, screen time na available for us. Wala pang iPad. Wala pang um, computer. Or before, floppy disk pa. So, different talaga siya. Kasi before... We're given the privilege to really go out and explore the environment. As compared from ngayon, truth be told, medyo mas um, confined yung kids sa loob ng house. Kasi nga, given the age din, kasi technological era na talaga eh. So lahat, lahat may smartphone, lahat easily at the palm of your hand. And um, siguro yun yung iba kasi nawawala yung problem solving, nawawala yung pag-make ng mistake, nawawala yung essence na mag-wait or mag-antay kasi bored ka na, ba? So, um, for, for me, sobrang different 
nung time ko, syempre, every generation is different from another. So, itong generation na to, very different. M- mga pamangkin ko, mga pinsan ko, I-, I see them play. Sometimes, I assess their play skills. And I could say na sobrang kulang nung um, opportunity nila to go out kasi nga, confined sila with screen time or with sobrang daming gadget use. So, yun. Okay, so yun. Ano nga, no? I think we have established din talaga na Iba na yung play ngayon compare sa mga kinagawa ng generations dati. And I think we can all agree na isa sa mga reason nun ay dahil sa advancement of technology. Diba? So, para sa'yo, Teacher Ali, paano ba nakaka-apekto ang sobrang paggamit ng gadgets sa mga bata tsaka sa kanilang development? Right. So, developmentally speaking, from a... Uh, developmental play standpoint, laming natatanggal na skills. Actually, in OT, we call them prerequisite skills kasi yun yung mga soft skills na you need for you to go to different um, areas in your life, especially school. So, pag nagbasa ka kasi, hindi lang naman siya reading per se. You, you see all the other skills just like comprehension, um, yung ability mo to Um, see the letters or um, recognize the letters kung ano ba sila. Pero bit more than that kasi is how would you manage to thrive in school aside dun sa concepts, aside dun sa letters and numbers. So, I think ang malaki talagang chunk na nawawala with excessive gadget u- using yung gadgets or heavy screen time use is yung talagang requisite skills or soft skills. I think if people are really um, nag-OT sila or y- yung nag-undergo sila ng therapy, usually sinasabi to ng OTs as, ito po yung fine motor skills niya, um, ganito, yung gross motor skills niya, ganito. Ganyan natin siya ililabel, di ba? With when we converse with parents. And yun usually yung sinistick natin sa kanila na ito po yung hinahabol nating delays dun sa kids na meron tayo. So, a big part of that is hindi nahohone masyado kapag um, yung kid very sedentary. Ang ginagawa niya lang is um, the whole day, imagine, nakaupo lang siya, nanonood lang siya, very <clears throat> um, yung attention niya ang baba. Kasi si screen, ang daming pinopoint dyan eh. Emergent lahat. So, Um, isang tap mo ng, ng button, meron na agad um, response, which is nawawala yung effort for them to be bored, to wait, to actually um, make mistakes. Kasi meron na agad na response eh. So usually, binibigayan ng parents or niyaya kasi nga gusto nila makaupo yung child. Pero it really defeats the purpose na para saan ako nag-aantay? Ano yung gagawin ko kapag bored na ako or wala na akong completely magawa? And of course, in reality, you don't always get to do something. Mabobore at mabobore ka at some point of your life. Pero if um, nawala yung part doon na regulation and waiting, lahat eh, lahat ng areas, wala din. So usually, parents would come to us na, teacher, hindi kasi siya nakaka-wait sa school, may problems kami in school. So doon yun actually nagsistart. And a lot of different problems ay pwede rin magmula dahil sa excessive gadget use. So, dahil nga sedentary siya, wala na rin siyang active movement. So, the mere fact na yung coordination, um, eye-hand skills, writing, even mo, pindot-pindot lang siya doon. Paano siya matututo mag-write, di ba? So, 
it's really different if we immerse them into active engagement play rather than oh, sige manood ka may visual ko ko melon all right sige matututo siyang magread matututo siyang um ma- 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 ng numbers letters lot of cognitive skills ang mahuhon pero we don't usually stop there kasi ano na yung other skills for him to thrive actually every day in school the mere fact na magtatali siya ng shoelace hahanapin niya yung yung items niya in school diba so It's really different if we immerse them in active play as compared to excessive gadget use, which is yun niya, sedentary, um, wala masyadong problem solving, wala masyadong immersion to the item. Ayun. O, yun nga eh, na Teacher Ali. And lalo na din ngayon sa panahon na pandemic, siguro one of the struggles din ng mga parents is hindi masyado nakakalabas yung mga kids, so nasa bahay lang. So, ang tendency is mas matagal yung time nila na nag-gadget, gumagamit ng gadgets, or tumataas din yung ano, screen time nila. And yung next ko naman na question is, ano naman yung stand mo regarding sa um, paggamit ng parents ng gadgets as reinforcement? We would like to thank our sponsors for this episode. Mood Essentials, Alexan's Cafe, Boss Baby Toys and Beyond, Play and Learn Educational Toys, Antonio's Pure Wild Honey, Kaloocan and Tagig Branch. Please go to our Facebook page to know more about our sponsors. Now back to the podcast. So, usually, nakukuha ko to a lot sa parents na nag-work ako. Parang binibigay nila to as reward or they give it as something na, okay, pag nag-listen ka kay teacher, meron kang gadget mamaya. So, I think common naman yun sa atin. Common natin marinig yun from parents. And I think dun sa talk na uh, magkakaroon tayo, which is, I think, July 25, <laughs> ayan, um, papakita natin dun yung yung appropriate times for the children to actually use gadgets. So, pwede kasi, oh sige, mar- marami talagang matututunan sa gadget. I will also discuss yung advantages, disadvantages of it. Pero usually kasi, um, ang stand ko dyan is, if yung child hindi talaga siya nag-work, why would you give a reward agad? So for me, balance din talaga. Balance eh. So hindi pwedeng the whole day, bibigyan kita ng gadget. Pero wala ka namang gagawin, di ba? So, it's more of parang you see it as a behavioral standpoint. I think you had a talk about behavior. How would you how would you um, manage it? Ano ba yes. yung, yung gagawin yung um, type of reward, punishment? So, since si Gadget, it's also a learned behavior. Natututunan siya from parents. Nakikita siya according to the social learning theory. What you see is what you learn. So, I think pwedeng yung parents gamitin siya in a behavioral standpoint na, sige, bibigyan kita ng reward, pero we also have a condition. Meron tayong limits. Meron tayong kailangan makuha mo munang something for you to get the reward. Parang idadelay yung gratification um, to that uh, specific reward, which is in in this term, si gadget. Pero syempre, hindi pwedeng one-year-old gadget agad, di ba? So, it, it differs. And I think mas magandang makinig sila dun sa talk natin para malaman nila how uh, you would really position yourself as a parent. And then, 
ano yung swak na age for you to to give not to give kailan mo siya sa start and bigyan ng conditionals na pwede ka nang gumamit ng gadgets or no ba talaga and then um I think mas doon ma-explain ko talaga paano siya how it really works pero siguro in a nutshell I would say na you look at it in a behavioral standpoint na parang um kailangan hindi the whole day upo ka diyan meron kang gagawin or the whole day manonood ka lang diba meron kang gagawin in replacement of the gadget use kasi yun yung term eh, excessive excessive yung gadget use niya so yun yung kailangan natin i-regulate ito down I agree, oh, Teacher Ali. Tsaka, yun nga, I think the point here is that um, nandiyan na yung technology, eh, nandiyan na yung mga gadgets. And ang kailangan natin gawin is makaisip tayo ng strategy, especially mga parents, kung paano natin ma-regulate yung paggamit sa, ano, paggamit sa bahay. Kasi in terms of uh, progress naman, we can only move forward, di ba? And kailangan lang natin malaman kung paano natin ito um, makokontrol sa bahay. So, that being said, no, can you illustrate ano ba yung mga disadvantages and advantages ng gadget use in terms of play. Right. Siguro, um, advantages, ang dami, ang dami mo makikita dyan. It's free, it's convenient, um, it's readily available, it's at the palm of your hand, tips of your fingers. Sobrang daming information. Like, before, di ba, nung time natin, Encarta, Encyclopedia, kailangan hanapin mo pa talaga sa isang book, lahat ng letter A nandun. Pero ngayon, hindi na ganun eh. If you just type mo siya sa Google, andyan na siya. Di ba? Parang, hindi mo alam how to do something, type mo lang sa Google, it's already there. May video, may visuals, may verbal, mayroong reading, uh, materials that you can find. So, Um, marami, maraming advantages si gadget. But alongside with that, meron din kasi siyang disadvantages. So, part of it is yun nga, nawawala yung prerequisite soft skills for the children. Um, mas nagkukulang yung problem-solving nila. Meaning, ba sila makakagapay talaga sa mundo na sila lang mag-isa? Diba? And then, um, yun nga, si emotional regulation, which I... Um, I think medyo na, na-touch on natin siya kanina. Yun, nagde-decline talaga yun. Kasi emergent eh. Andun talaga agad yung reward dun sa pag-use ng gadgets. And then, yung yung physical interaction, which is kailangan talaga ng kids, di ba? So, um, at our age or at this time, sobrang wala. Wala tayong physical interaction. Nakita natin yun in COVID. Na parang, paano tayo lalabas? We don't you know, yet to talk to our friends, to people. Ano pa yung kids na nag-build ng skills? Na ito yung um, perfect time for them to acquire different skills for them to learn in school. Pero nakukuha nila yung skills nila, na yun by merely watching a video from YouTube or listening to different nursery rhymes, di ba? So, parang na- na- nawawala yung physical interaction and active engagement for them to really um, absorb all these other skills na pwede mong makuha sa environment immediately. So, I think um, marami pa akong pwedeng masabi pero mas maganda na yun, punta nga sila sa talk kasi syempre mas doon natin siya mahihimay-himay. 
Yes, very excited na rin ako dun sa talk mo, teacher, about play. And later, pa, uh, sasabihin natin yung mga details para maka-attend sila, makapag-register sila for that um, webinar or talk. Ayan. And uh, teacher Ali, given that we are still in a pandemic and lahat ng bata most of the time nasa bahay, kagaya ng sinasabi natin kanina, um, as an OT and uh, developmental play practitioner, how should the parents manage or control gadget use? And what is the best sustainable approach for this? Alright. So, like kanina, no, yung sinabi ko sa kanila, um, I think mas best if they see this in a behavioral standpoint. Na for one behavior, there's uh, may kaakibat siya na reward or punishment or consequence. So, I think it will be easier for them to narrow down ano bang gagawin ko dito sa Um, screen time ng kid ko, masyado ng matagal, masyado ng mahaba, na-occupy na yung time niya of day. So, siyempre, you have to see, gano'n ka, rami na ba yung hours niya? Ano ba yung mas matimbang? Yung time niya na mag-work, mag- yung time niya na mag-focus um, sa self-care, other areas na tinuturo ni teacher in school, or if ever nag-OT siya, nag-sit siya. Um, malaki ba yung time na kinakain ng gadget use? And paano nila hahati-hatiin yun? So I think that's number one. You have to really learn the routine of your child. And then number two, of course, set limits. Doon ka na mag-start, mag-set ng limit doon sa child na yun. Um, na kailangan, meron muna kayong mapagkasundo ang agreement before ka bumigay. Kasi ayun ko, syempre for parents, ang hirap din na tatanggalin mo si Gadget, iyak na naman siya. And you know, parents are, hindi rin naman yung kid lang yung mundo nila. They have work, they have... Um, their parents to think of kasi sila yung sandwich generation eh. And aside from that, may chores pa sa bahay. So, um, it, will, it will really be taxing or mahirap for their part. Pero yun lang, one step at a time lang. Nag-gradual lang din. If nag-remove kayo ng, let's say, one hour of gadget time, Um, if nag-work yun, better. If kaya ng 30 minutes, okay, that's better also. Basta may time lang na nawawala. Kasi kapag malaking pot agad, like let's say half the day, ano na siya, tanggal ng gadgets, mahirap din yun for the child. So, unti-unti lang din. Kasi um, ayaw natin yung biglang cut. Biglang, kasi at the end of the day, ikaw and yung kid, makafrustrate lalo. So, why not try meet halfway? Diba? Gradual yung alisin yung gadget use na yon And then eventually, mapapansin mo na lang, uy, ang laki na nung nabawas ko dun sa gadget time niya. So parang ganun. But make sure that you have to always set the limit. And alam nung child, ano ba yung limit? Ano ba yung napagkasundoan niya ni mommy? So I think it goes din dun sa third, na you have to also be consistent. Na pag sinabi mong, wala na, stop na, stop na. Hindi na yung pwedeng iyak lang si, ano, si kid, bigay ka na agad, di ba? I think napag-usapan din to dun sa behavior talk ninyo na you always have to be consistent with what you give. Na kapag hindi talaga, hindi talaga. Kung pwede, pwede, di ba? Kasi naaalala yun nung kid eh. Like, it will be ingrained in him na, okay, pinayagan ako ni mommy dito and then the next, Um, sabi niya, pwede naman, bakit naman hindi ako nabigyan? What will I follow? Diba? So you always have to be consistent also with yung mga binibigay mong promises to the child. And then, um, I think the last is pinakamahirap talagang tanggalin sa mga kids. Lalo na yung sa mga early intervention. Yung mga ages 4, 5. Kasi sobrang yun talaga yung mga kids na 
hirap mag-regulate kasi wala pa silang judgment. Wala pa silang masyadong emotional regulation. So, hirap talaga tanggalin yung gadget use sa kanila. So, I think maganda na if you remove the gadget, may ipapalit kang iba. Like, hindi naman yung pagtanggal ng gadget, the whole day idle din naman siya. Wala siyang ginagawa. So, it's it's difficult to set a routine, lalo na kung alam nyo na na, okay, busy si mommy sa work, may ginagawa si, si daddy. It's really different. Pero yun nga, the, the, in the long run, yung child din naman yung magbe-benefit. Diba? So, um, why are you working? It's for the child din also. So, I think, if talagang nagtanggal kayo ng gadget, make it a point na papalitan nyo siya ng other things. Na hindi magiging idol yung bata. You can put... Um, active movement, you can put a lot of yung mga tinuturo sa OT, sa speech, sa school. Pero make sure na you target yung play, yung soft skills, yung mga things that he needs to learn para makagapay siya sa school. Which is yun niya, problem solving, emotional regulation, mga different work behaviors like impulse control. I think na, the discuss naman yan ng OT ninyo if ever, di ba? So, You can always ask your OT or occupational therapist about it. And um, if naman nalilito sila, they can always, di ba, look at yung mga groups natin na available or yung mga um, other parents na mayroong kids with exceptional abilities. Alright, grabe, napakadaming strategies nun. And I think helpful silang lahat. So, thank you, Teacher Ali, no, for the recommendations and suggestions. And we are very excited for our upcoming webinar this July 25, 2021. No? Um, our webinar is entitled, Anak Sali Ako, a parent-focused lecture on the impact of screen time and strategies on how to develop functional play skills in children. So again, this is Um, on July 25, 2021, it's a Sunday, 10 a.m. So, Teacher Ali, ito lang, last question ko. Ano ba yung matututunan nila when they come dito sa ating webinar? I think, yun, medyo na, nagkaroon naman tayo ng konting um, silip dun sa mga topics that we will discuss. So, I think I would also be strengthening yung different play levels. Kasi dun yung important, eh. Like, saan tayo magsisimula? Okay, alam ko na ang daming play materials available online. As what I've said, screen time, anything that you can see, available online. Pero, paano ako magsastart? Paano if yung kid ko, hindi naman functional talaga yung play skills niya, saan ako magsastart? So, usually doon, nagtatanong yung parents, eh, na parang teacher, hindi ko siya marunong maglaro. So, we'll give um, a few strategies of that. Well, personal things that I've done throughout my experience as a personal, uh, as, as a developmental play practitioner. So, um, yun. And then also, of course, screen time. Ano nga ba talaga yung excessive? Ano yung mga do's and don'ts when um, we are actually in the digital age? So, yun. A little bit of that. Um, yung matututunan nila. And also, I think, ayun, bigyan din sila ng different strategies um, that they can bring home na pwede nilang gawin sa house habang pandemic and COVID pa. Ayan. Uh, very important kasi na Teacher Ali, yun nga, um, yung meron silang substitute or replacement for gadget use. And I think madami silang matututunan na strategies during our webinar. 
Ayan. And then to register, just visit our uh, Facebook page. It's PlayPals Child Development Center. Nandun yung details on how you can register. And then for the rates, our regular rate for the webinar is 250 pesos. And we have a special discount rate if you're a member of our Facebook group. It's a support group, uh, Filipino Parents of Children with Special Needs. So, 200 pesos lang if you're a member. So, if hindi pa kayo member, you can join our support group. And yun, discounted kayo for the webinar. Any last words, Teacher Ali, before we end? Mag-register na kayo, Char! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yan, thank you for your time, no, Teacher Ali. Grabe, alam namin na napaka-busy mo sa inyong mga endeavors and profession. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Ayan. Ayan. Thank you very much, Teacher Ali, for sharing your knowledge. Very informative. Pero, yun nga, um, we are looking forward for more uh, information na isi-share mo. Mm-hmm. Nabitin ako. Sa July 25. <laughs> Nakakapitin kasi, no? Ayan. Alright. So, that's it for this episode. No? Thank you for listening. And we hope to see you again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.